0: Previously on the Jay and Dan podcast,
1: Christoph, uh, we seem to be missing a member of the podcast. Yep, right now it's just and Dan mm-hmm. getting uh, text updates from Jay. Please start behind slowest minivan ever. It's incredible. Almost at the gate, mm-hmm. right there. the Oh, I just for noticed it. Holy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they brought that in just for this podcast.
2: Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: That's a brand new fridge. Oh, we're on.
0: Oh, you
2: are? Mhm. So what do you guys been talking about on the podcast so far?
1: I gave the breaking news on the bank closing. Mhm. Can perform a um, a song about my town Orno if you ever want <laughs> to give Orno some love. Okay, what do I when I rap about? Banks closing. The bank closed. <laughs> You're listening to the Jay and Dan podcast, presented by Coors Light. They don't want us drinking on the job. No, no, they wouldn't
2: want that. Well, maybe after the job. And, uh, Coming in hot!
1: Yes! It's the j Dan Podcast for the week of January 22nd, 2018. 2018, 2018, however you say it, it's the same freaking year.
2: I gotta say, I really enjoyed the two of you uh, in last week's podcast just rapping about small town life. <laughs> I like the idea of a, a new small town pod, small town podcast. With Christoph and Dan. What do you think of that one, Stoff? You were great, I man. I like it. Yep. Yeah. People could barely tell the difference. I loved it. I thought it was wild, man.
3: Well, it get... was wild, all right. right?
1: Speaking of wild, we got a wild podcast. We have the most jam-packed one we've had since we've returned to Canada. Who's, who's going to be on? Daniel Dale, the Washington correspondent for the Toronto Star. He used to be the guy who covered Rob Ford. Now he covers Donald Trump. Man. He is my favorite follow in all of of Twitter.
2: Not Ben Teller?
1: Hands down. No, not Ben Teller. We also have (laughs) Craig, my friend who was supposed to be on last week, but we ran out of time. He's going to tell us, he's going to prep us for South Korea. And then we've got to dive into some other things as well.
2: Yes, yes. First off,
1: uh, I think we uh, alluded to the fact that young Ruby O'Toole was having her birthday last week. She turned seven and... Her uh, present was she wanted to go to one of those indoor play places.
2: Yes. Um, now, we were fortunate enough to be invited, myself, yeah. my wife, my daughter. My wife. And uh, when we got there, you know, I'm, I'm checking the GPS. I'm like, this seems to be like uh, an industrial strip mall. Um, this can't be the right. This can't be where it is. And then I, I didn't see it in the, the front, the main part of the strip mall. I'm like, there's no way it would be like on the, in the almost the back of the strip, and it was. That's exactly where it was. Yeah. So my question was, was that a real indoor play place, or was that something that you set up yourself um, using old gym mats? Now that's how they're all set up. Every one of these you go to, you're like, oh, maybe
1: this will be a different no. This one's hidden in the back next to some shady
2: fly-by-night yeah. pyramid scheme office. I'm I'm surprised there wasn't a rub-and-tug next door. <laughs>
1: <laughs> My erections have returned.
2: Oh, man. <laughs> you, you walk in, it just smells like bleach and chlorine. Yeah. yeah, they've had to clean it, just like a rub-and-tug. And I've said rub-and-tug a few times on this podcast already. You know, rub-and-tug, aye, aye. rub-and-tug would be a good name for a podcast. That had nothing to do with rub and tugs. Ponder it, think about it. So you had to bring in, you brought in your own food to this place. Like all this place really had was the 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 ball machines. That uh, eighty percent of the stuff wasn't working. Nothing was working. You were very (laughs) upset about that. You went to try to get a discount. Well,
1: I said to the lady, "Hey, yeah, all your uh, guns and your uh, balls and all. None of it's working. So I'm going to discount. Discount, right?" She's like, "Now we don't give discounts."
2: Hey, lady. I'm those dead. Dollar, dollar bills. And then y'all.
1: she said, The manager's here. Uh, you can go talk to him if you want. Manager didn't even come over. He's like, Whatever. I don't f- care. He gave me my money, his money already.
2: Hey, lady, your guns and balls aren't working. <laughs> Fix your guns and balls. I'm dead.
1: But the poor parents, well, I shouldn't say. It. They probably thought that of me because they drop their kids off and then they say, oh, Bye. They're and so then, happy. then I come out at the
2: end and I just, I'm like, yeah. like y- You survived. You did it. You looked like you'd gone 5 rounds with Daniel Cormier after that. <laughs> a couple of hours in there.
1: The kids are dripping wet, sweating, so they oh, they they each down like 8 liters of water. Luckily they had, they had a good something. time. The kids had fun. Oh, they had a blast. Yeah, they, they, they don't have... know what, They don't know what to expect in life that things no. are better than this.
2: No, no, they think that's the peak. <laughs> they think their birthday parties this is as good as life gets.
1: And you know what made it? I posted it on uh, my Instagram, TSN Otool. Um, I took a video of young Rubio Tool before we left in the back seat with balloons, like bouncing in her seat. I'm like, see,
2: it's yeah. Lot. That's all you need. Get a handful of balloons, uh, a couple of liters of water, and that's a <laughs> birthday party. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of your in, uh, your Twitter handle and your Instagram handle, yeah, I-, I thought you were going to change that. We were discussing the fact that that you've aligned yourself to every company you work for. Uh, you were FS1 O'Toole, before that you were TSN O'Toole, now you're TSN O'Toole again. And that maybe this isn't such a good idea, because uh, you're volatile, uh, you're a loose cannon, maybe it's better. And so we were thinking Mayor O'Toole would be good. Is that? Did we check to see if that's available? I'll check
1: that, and O'Toole for Mayor
2: was the other one. Oh, I like that, too.
1: Speaking of Instagram, I wanted to call something out. Ooh. So uh, recently, Tool you something. and I, I don't know if you want to comment on this or not, you and I have been posting something, it's a paid sponsorship Part of our contract is we do these uh, these ads
2: yeah. with companies. The business has changed since so we worked it's, here before.
1: We literally have to do it as part of our job. So people, uh, they complain.
2: Well, one caveat, guy, let's be honest. I don't know if we had to do this one. Okay. This didn't, I don't think we had to do this one. Okay, anyway. But so we were it, compensated. Yes, we were compensated.
1: <laughs> so again, it's on our social media feeds. This is the only place people see it, and maybe online. Yeah. And one message the guy gets. So I sent out a video. It's a fun video where we're shooting the and having some fun.
2: They actually the videos turned out pretty good. Yes, they're actually pretty funny. I, I get that it's an ad, but they turned out pretty. This cool.
1: guy says to me, "This is brutal, guys. You're rich enough." So first off, do people send Matthew McConaughey probably. tweets? Yes, for probably. being in Lincoln. Course Samuel L. Jackson for, for sure. being in what's in your wallet ads.
2: Tina Fey for being in credit card ads? I think it's different with social media, though. in, In this guy and other people that said it to us, too. And I expected this. In fact, I expected more of it. I'm shocked we haven't gotten more of it. Because I think the problem is for this particular campaign, which, again, I'd like to point out, pretty funny. Mm-hmm. But we've sent it out a lot. And then the other thing is, it's two of us, right? We're like a two-headed monster. So if you're, you're probably following one of us, you're probably following Mayro O'Toole as well. And so you're getting kind of the same video over and over again. We've got to figure out a way around that, maybe for yep. the next round. Because we are for sure going to keep selling out big time. <laughs> if people think we're not going to do that, I, I'm sorry. And just, I, I hate to burst your bubble, but we're going to make as much money as we can before we
1: Because this guy says, you're rich enough. Uh, no, I spent all my money in Vegas.
2: Yeah, Tulsey uh, left all his uh, money in Nevada. I, I need the monies. I need, need the, the food. I need to go to the Enchanted Castle again. <laughs> yeah. Seriously,
1: taking the family to Disney for the day, obviously you got to fly and stuff, but when you're living there, <laughs> taking them to Disney for the day was cheaper than the Enchanted
2: Castle. Th- now that I was a little baffled by, that little piece of information, because all due respect to the Enchanted Castle, <laughs> But I'm. It's I'm not adding providing on, you with a Disney experience.
1: I'm adding on
2: food, gift sacks, whatever you call them, grab bags, loot bags. <laughs> we we, yeah. we used to call them loot bags. What did you call them, Stoff? Sorry, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> uh, loot bags would be the word. Yeah. <laughs> what's that now? <laughs> oh, that was good. Uh, another thing that happened to you, Toolsy, A lot of yeah. interesting things happening in your life. All right. What? You saw for the first time, and I could not believe this, Jeremy Taggart, our good friend who we're going to have on the pod again very soon, sent a tweet over the weekend saying he was watching the Being Frank show. Uh, the Frank D'Angelo I, I put show in quotations because he just pays for a half hour of airtime. In a sense, it's, a, it's an infomercial, but he does a talk show as this infomercial, and it's called Being Frank, and it's like his talk show. And Jim Taddy, our good friend, used to be a sidekick on
1: it. So I've seen that one. I saw that one, but what Jeremy tweeted out was this sun, uh, Saturday night? What night? Of the I'm week not sure it? to be. Honest. Anyway,
2: one of the nights. Of the I week. think it's Friday he does it. Or he used to night. do it. Friday.
1: I tuned in, and Frank had thrown his own award show, in which he was getting an award. Yeah. And then he broke into song, and before the song even started, he was given his band. <laughs> they leave that in. Yeah. He's like, "Hey,
2: listen to me." No, was it a joke? Like, no, 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 there was no. There was n- Are you sure? because like, he thinks he's like he's like the next Letterman. Like he thinks he's like a genius talk show host and a screenwriter, director, uh, maker of energy drinks. And then they had a guy talking about his directing abilities. And yeah. this guy I've seen and it, saying what
1: he said. Uh, the only other name that comes to mind when I think of Frank as a director,
2: <laughs> Scorsese.
1: He said Scorsese or Francis Ford Coppola well, I <laughs> oh,
2: All the
1: great I think Italian it Scors- directors lumped together I think it together. was Scorsese
2: All the great Italian American directors lumped in D'Angelo Scorsese <laughs> Coppola The greatest filmmakers of all time So do we have a clip? Okay, so we're going to play a couple clips Staff, can you set up this first one for oh, us? I get to watch it too What's this first one? Well, this one here is
3: a monologue from his December 19th show. I was trying to find the show that Dan was referring to, but I could not find it online. But let's see if uh, he's got anything good in this. Give it up for Frank
0: (laughs) D'Angelo!
1: A lot of wipes. Nice Sacks.
4: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our Christmas special. It started off not too special. You guys drank a little eggnog before you came here. You got the green tie. How'd that food drive go? Good. Excellent. Thank so you. So you lived in a trailer for a week?
2: Uh, twelve days. Today's day twelve. I can tell. Right. <laughs> Pretty funny. Good start.
4: <laughs> you ready for Christmas with the red tie and. Uh, yeah, I think I'm ready to go. Hanky? My hanky keeps dropping you have bigger nipples because usually nipples pierced. So hold it.
2: That's real Nip laughter. Nip joke. Uh,
4: so you know, everybody this time of year becomes a little more uh, poetic, more philosophical, right? What People want to change. So I like to do better things next year in 2018. It's Christmas, so I want to give gifts like gifts of, of uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like I want to do different things that I've like Donald Trump's had a a bit of trouble oh speaking God. lately.
2: What the hell? You have had trouble speaking? And I want to help him.
4: I want to help people. So Donald Trump, I don't know if you guys watched the other day. He had some difficulty. Do we have that do we have that clip guys? Can we uh, please get a translator for President Trump? And open I can translate. He finally, said asked that the he wants a real re- sandwich with r- no r- mushrooms but
0: double-cheese oh, oh, mozzarella. Okay, I can't. Oh, yeah. this is, okay.
2: First of all, he's ripping off our closed captioning bit. <laughs> so, thanks, Frank. The announcer off the top said D'Angelo. Guess we've been saying it wrong the whole time. Huh. I just went with, like, Beverly D'Angelo from the Vacation movies. That's how she says her name. She went out with Pacino. She probably went out with Frank, too. So, uh, Trollope.
1: And his money's all in the beverages? Apple juice and stuff?
2: Uh, the energy drinks, right? And then the beer. What was the beer he made for a long time? It was, uh... Uh, I can't remember, but the, And then he made the Rapini? He sold the Rapini, remember? He'd saute the Rapini. How much is he making off Rapini? Uh, he sold that. And then he has the Forget About It Supper Club. That's where he does Being Frank from. Steelback Brewery. He owned that. Uh, The Forget About It Supper Club. That's where all those people were just casually having dinner. And then what? Frank's doing a show? Great. And then they were right with him. They loved it. Christoph, do we have another clip? Let's hear another clip.
3: All right. So this one here is kind of confusing. It's him. (laughs) He's sitting around... uh, with two jewelry guys or something, some sort of jewelry Please it's, say
2: it's one of them is Russell Oliver from Oliver Jewelry. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not. So oh, man. Uh, Here, let's just take oh, a listen. Oh yeah.
3: Give it up
5: for Frank Dangelo.
4: So ladies and gentlemen, it's not that yeah, we're both obviously very blinged out. And also we have uh, two great hip-hop artists uh, that are very cool. And uh, and uh, I know you guys like hip-hop because I see you guys at hip-hop clubs every Friday. Also in the wheelhouse,
0: hip-hop and bling. Listen to that
4: laughter. So I want to ask you, uh, when you get dressed, do you put out your bling first and match your clothes? Or do you put your clothes out and then put the bling towards the clothes?
2: Well, my, my clothing covers all my
0: bling, so... Because you,
4: you don't look very blingy. I mean, I think you look like, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? He's oh, yeah, always looking for words. Bland. 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 He looks bland. Like, we're all blending. I'm blue. You're blue. You're blue. Oh,
1: you're man. bland. We're
4: all a bit on the bland side. I'm a little blingy, though, compared to you guys. This is good Are stuff. Are you a blingy guy? I am not. Does your jewelry? Does she have a jewelry box? Okay, I can't. She I does.
2: can't. stop. Too a little disappointed. A little disappointed, uh, Tulsi. Speaking of Bland, uh, I-, I sent. A tw- I expected more from Frank. I expected more. I
1: sent a tweet before the show. You tell me what you think of Jeff O'Neill's response. He said I'm not shy to admit that as I get older and older, clean sheets night makes me happier and happier. Hashtag I can't be alone in this. And his response was hashtag One garbage tweet a day, 2018. <laughs> Pretty
2: good. I mean, yeah, fresh, f- freshly laundered sheets, there is there is something amazing. About oh, I'd I, like... Yeah, it's I pretty special. S- I
1: squeal like a child going to an indoor playground for their birthday.
2: And I get it every other day because my daughter pukes on us in bed every other night. <laughs> like, last night, literally... You maybe go to a doctor? We did today. <laughs> like, get home last night, look, you know, go into the room... My wife's in bed. There's my daughter. She's cuddle up with her. Oh, that's sweet. Great. I literally lie in bed, and I have like an inch of real estate. I'm like, Jesus. So I kind of sidle in there as best I can. And
0: all
2: of a sudden... And then my wife's like, okay, you know, pick her up. Go wash her off. I'm like, what the just worked? She's barfing on us. Can we put her in the tub to sleep? We can hose her down. Is it? Was it like The Exorcist? Nah, she's got. She's a little under the weather. So, poor thing. But (laughs) freshly laundered sheets, huh? With a hint of vomit. Just a smidge of uh,
1: curdled milk. Why don't we uh, call our first guest? Let's give. uh,
2: uh, Let's give him a call, Daniel Dell.
1: He might because again he used to report on Rob Ford. I bet you Rob Ford and Frank Dangelo were buddies. He might know. He might have reported on Frank. He might know
2: some info. I don't
1: know. He's a reporter.
2: <laughs> just You just want to know more about him? I want to After know. After that, I want to know less about him. I want to know as little about Frank as I possibly can. Remember when he came what's on the, our uh, podcast? What's
1: the word I'm looking for?
2: Rem- <laughs> remember when he came on? stuff? do you remember that? Mike got him. Didn't he come on the original podcast? I think yeah, he, so he did. He came on the first uh, incarnation of the podcast yeah. And we, because we were- Talking him forever, and then he came on, and he was pretty nice, and I think we just felt bad, and we were like, all right, just go away. It was, yeah, it was a tough one.
1: Okay. Uh, phone's going to voicemail.
2: Um, stuff, while we're waiting, can we play another one of these clips that you've uh, uncovered? What's the next one? I love this because I was saying to Christoph, this reminds me of the old, old pod, where we'd play clips off, off the interwebs.
3: So this one's a little bit bizarre. here. Here uh, is a woman who was on a morning show in America who's in love with her Tetris game to the point where she wants to marry it. Yes, okay. I
2: love this kind of Tetris thing, Tetris is the way. a great game. I saw a woman the other day marry like the ghost of a pirate online, like she married the ghost of like a dead pirate. So this seems like it's progress because, you know, it's an inanimate object. So, okay, here we go. Play this clip for us. Not the Game Boy that it goes into, but it's the, it is the cartridge itself, yes, isn't it? The
0: physical, well, that's kind of incorrect. I'm in love with the game himself, and the cartridge is a means, a vessel of presenting him. So okay. why? why? Why that in particular? What is it about Tetris that you love? Love is not something you can explain, but it's That's honestly true. part of it. Is that I, I can, you know, it's a clearing lines. It satisfies me, and it, he's just really beautiful. It's a feeling. Oh. I find it, him just so attractive. And uh, and this is uh, this is a uh, uh, not to foot and you know, sort we'll do this delicately, but this is this is a this is a personal intimate relationship as well. Ooh, here we go. Yes, it's very intimate.
2: Whoa, whoa, whoa! That's it? What? I want to know how how it's intimate. Does she uh, insert the cartridge into her vagina? Yeah, this is. She's doing this
3: for attention, Craig. No, it sounds legit, don't you think? I actually read up a little bit more on this, and she used to, no joke, date a calculator. Like, one of those really advanced ones. See, that's sweet.
2: I like that. You know? More people should date calculators and video game cartridges. And... Uh, Cans of Coors Light, our sponsor here on the JNN podcast.
1: Some people just really want attention.
2: No, no, but I le- I agree with stuff. I legitimately think that she's in love with that game. She's lonely, you know. Obviously, she's you know satisfying herself with video games, and that video game has become more than just a game. It's become a sexual a sexual being. That
1: is so weird. Tetris again is a great. Great game, one of the best video games.
2: Maybe ever. you're not exploring uh, these different levels of uh, video game playing enough. Maybe you need to uh, start having sex with your console, with your uh, with your controllers. Okay. Uh, our first guest
1: is going to join us. That's a great way to great way to bring him in. On that note, Daniel Dale, welcome to the Jan Dan podcast. Thank you. Um, hey, we just played clips from Beat the Bean Frank Show. You know, did you ever have a, did you go to a taping of the Being Frank show with Frank D'Angelo? No, I I actually have no idea what that is. Okay, that's good.
2: Let's move on. You're better (laughs) off for it,
6: Daniel. Okay, I'm so so glad.
1: So, Daniel, I uh, I was mentioning off the top of the podcast, you are my favorite follow on Twitter, all because of your job, which is to pretty much dissect the president of the United States. Thank you. Does it? Do you have nightmares? Can you sleep? <laughs> I think this is going to be a good therapy session for you.
6: Yeah, you know, I I have so many people. Uh, I have people regularly emailing me, like sweet uh, older people, inquiring about my mental health. I get people <laughs> tweeting at me asking if, if I have PTSD or something. Um, <laughs> but I'm I'm totally okay. Uh, it's it, honestly it's such an amazing job to have. Um, it's it's like toxic and exhausting. Um, the fact-checking is so repetitive because Trump says the same false things over and over again. But um, as a reporter, you know, what more can you ask for? It's uh, You're not in the war zones. You're not putting yourself at risk. Uh, everyone's paying attention. You know, they're clicking and reading your story. And it's it's just, it's impo- it's both important and so interesting. So I think it's a good job, and uh, my mental health is okay.
1: Now, you mentioned the fact-checking. That is one of the things you're known for because you fact-check every statement he says, and it's about 10... 10- lies or mistruths a day he's averaging
6: it's he's averaging 3 a day okay that was a bit <laughs> yeah. off
1: but he's averaging a lot
6: it's it's a lot I, so i just did my uh my year end tally it was uh, 1073 in his first year in office so that's that's a ton and uh it, they you know they run the gamut uh there's little exaggerations uh there's things that he completely makes up which are my my favorites usually because it's just so unusual, uh, even for a politician. Um, it's, it's about every subject from Canada to Iraq to the election to Russia uh, to, to his opponents. He, he, you know, he lies about everything. So it's, we, we, I, And I talk to historians, it's not just me. Um, historians say we've never seen a president lie like this.
2: Did you apply for this job, Daniel, or were you just assigned <laughs> this job? How, how did it all come <laughs> about for you?
6: I, I applied, so I, I, I covered uh, Mayor Rob Ford for four years. Which you would think would be peak nuttiness. <laughs> you would yeah. think that would yeah. be as nutty as it gets. Right, so I told everyone, like, that, you know, this is a once-in-a-lifetime experience, <laughs> you know, I'm now, uh, and the U.S. is always kind of a strange and interesting place, but I thought I was going to more normalcy uh, coming, coming here to Washington. Um, so I had about half a year, I, half of 2015 in normalcy, and then Trump emerged, so yeah, I applied. Uh, I thought it would be, uh, you know, I've always been fascinated in U.S. politics. Um, I wanted to get away from city hall because nothing, obviously, could top the Ford era. Um, so I knew it was done there. Um, but I didn't. Ex- I thought I was going to get the the Hillary Clinton or Jeb Bush or Marco Rubio presidency. I didn't think it was going to be, you know, Ford esque in, in a lot of ways.
2: I, I have to say, Dan, I almost think, as crazy as Trump is, you're you're probably better off than you would have been with Rubio. It would have been a lot of sweaty gla- you know, trying to drink water and then not knowing how to drink water. Well, well Trump, Trump doesn't know how to drink water. No, Who drinks true. water with two hands? That's true, too.
1: So, I, I'm almost scared to ask, but because of what you drink, tre- you're only tweeting out corrections to statement to uh, mistruths, and you're, you're putting out facts. You're being a reporter. What are your mentions like? Is it just a cesspool?
6: well honestly like there it's mostly positive people are honestly mostly appreciative and uh and interesting but but that's p- probably because i block a lot of people who would have made it accessible <laughs> uh there's there's a yeah there's a lot of uh i've, I've blocked literally hundreds of people in the in the three years since i've been here almost all of them in the trump era um yeah there, there's tons of people who who yell at me about uh lots of stuff uh you know, uh, telling me, well, I mean, some of them are racist, homophobic, uh, anti-Semitic. Some of them are just like vehemently pro-Trump. Uh, they'll yell at me. You know, why don't you do this for Justin Trudeau? They'll say, go, they'll literally say, go back to Canada. Um, we don't, we don't want you here. We don't, we don't care what a Canadian thinks. Um, yeah. So there, there's, you know, the response has been mostly positive, but there's also a fair bit, a fair bit of negative as well.
2: Have you become somewhat, um, you know, like? There was an SNL sketch over the weekend. I think it was called, it was a game show about Trump called What Even Matters Anymore or something. Like that. You know, like, like this Stormy Daniels thing is like, it's gone already. It's over. Right, <laughs> like, right. like, is anything, you gotta give the guy credit. He's, he's literally the Teflon Don. Like, nothing sticks to this guy
6: you know i i actually respectfully disagree with with that argument and i've been i've been disagreeing like this is one of the things that i i like to argue about because i think you look you know he got elected so of course to some extent he's he's teflon because you know if any other politician had done you know a 30th of the things that we found out he had done (laughs) they would probably have been tough so yeah so you know he has a teflon element but it, during his presidency, like, look at his approval rating. It's in the 30s. He, he's historically unpopular. Um, you have, like, almost two-thirds of the country not liking him. Um, his his big, you know, the his, the big push of his, like, the first half of his, uh, his first year, you know, prime time for a president getting things done, was his Obamacare repeal and replace push, and that was toast in part because, you know, the policy stuck to him. People understood that it, you know, it was not good policy. Uh, it was going to hurt them. Um, and so, I think, um yeah, like, to some extent, you know, he gets away with way more than than everyone else does. But I think um, people are understanding what's going on. People are understanding that he's lying, that he's sometimes not thinking through policy. And um, and the way he is is hurting him, I think, more than we, we sometimes acknowledge.
1: Now, here's the, my question. Trump, all over Twitter, that's how he communicates. Twitter, that's the only way. He doesn't speak to the press. So... He must know. He must see comments. He must see the outrage. Or is he, is he that blind? Like to think that Stephen Miller, he went on uh, uh, CNN last week again with uh, Jack Tapper, and it was the worst interview I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Yet Miller and Trump were claiming it as a victory. Are I don't
6: understand. Do they not see what everyone else sees? Well, that's a really interesting question. So Trump does check his mentions, uh, which is amazing for a. Uh that is for so real. Like I don't, know, I don't know about you. Like you guys have a, a fair number of followers. Like as I've gotten more, you know, I've tried to check my mentions less uh, because you're like this can just take up my whole day. But the president is checking his mentions. Um, he retweets people in his mentions, which is incredible. Um, and he he blocked me on Twitter. I think <laughs> for, for mentioning him. Um, so I don't I don't know if that was him personally or one of his aides. But like the White House is checking the president's mentions, so someone is seeing it. Um, but your point about like the Stephen Miller interview, I think, is fascinating because. They saw that as a victory because they are playing almost exclusively to, like, the one-third to 40% of people who like them. They've made no effort, almost ever, to broaden the base to a majority, you know, to, to reach across the aisle, to appeal to people who maybe didn't vote for him. So an interview where, like, people like you and, and most people are watching and being like, that guy seems creepy, that guy seems like a jerk, that guy is arrogant, he's, he's fawning, he doesn't know what he's talking about. They see that and they're like, you know, our base is going to like that because... because... Because our guy, Stephen Miller, yelled at the the big, mean media man. So it's it's this really weird dynamic where they just do not care about more than half the country.
2: Being in the thick of it, right now, if you had to predict, will will he even seek a second term? And will the Republican Party want him to seek a second term?
6: It's it's hard to like I I tried to get out of the prediction game because I thought Hillary Clinton was going to win the election and I think that came through in my in some of my late election coverage and I just feel like I, I sort of got it wrong but I I would guess I mean if I were to put odds on it I think it's it's definitely more likely than not that he will seek a second term um, the only thing that I think would stop him are if something sensational comes out of the Russian investigation which is definitely possible we don't know. Um, or if he has some health issue, you know, he's a senior. Um, but I think, you know, if, <laughs> he he, is if, he's, uh, he, if he's if he's, uh, but apparently very healthy, according to the right. White House doctor. But, <laughs> right. um, but if he, uh, but I think if he's, uh, you know, if he's well, uh, you know, health wise, and if, there's not nothing crazy that comes out of the Russia probe. I think the Republican Party will want him to. I mean, this party, you look at the polls, like eighty something percent of Republican voters support Trump. And the party the elected officials have actually become more and more supportive of him and not less over over time. So yeah, I think it's more likely than not that he'll be seeking a second term at least.
1: Now do you follow Tom Arnold on Twitter? Because Tom Arnold has <laughs> been saying that he knows of tapes that he is sitting on, or Mark Burnett, uh, who did The Apprentice uh, with Donald Trump, is sitting on, and he wants him to release it. Do you know anything? Are these tapes for real, and what is contained
2: on them?
6: No, I don't know anything about that. There have been rumors uh, about those, those tapes, like Trump uttering racial slurs and stuff, um, in in apprentice taping, yeah, supposedly um, <laughs> the N word, right? Is that's the big bombshell? that, that That's that's the big rumor. Right. I, so I I've I've heard nothing, you know, on or off the record to suggest that um that that those are real. But I also don't know that they're not real. I think. But, but we had this discussion just, last
1: night. If those came out, people would say, "Yeah, what'd you expect?" Everyone would expect
6: <laughs> that. I don't even think it would cause right. a blip. Right. I I, I mean. I, yeah, I think that's totally possible and like how do we get here, right? How, how is that the case? So I think it's totally conceivable that um, Trump could be uttering racial slurs and uh, You know, uh, some of his base would be like, you know, he speaks his mind. He tells it like it is. Uh, right. that's, locker, that's locker room talk You know, that's how me and my buddies talk um, And I think uh, um, I, I'd like to think that something, you know, as, as egregious as the n-word would be a, a crisis but i don't I don't know anymore. Um, and I think especially with something like the the rumored uh, you know alleged very alleged uh, you know so-called p tape uh, rumored in this Russia <laughs> dossier right. um, you know of of prostitutes very allegedly um, you know urinating on a Russian bed somewhere. Um, would that hurt Donald Trump, him with prostitutes urinating? like I I'm very doubtful. I think people would be like, he's a man's man, you know? Yeah. He, we, all, we, all, we would all love to do that with Russian <laughs> prostitutes. <So, laughs> right, who would want to have them pee on the us? Yeah, the bar has
2: changed, uh, the bar has been lowered. Well, this Stormy Daniels thing was amazing because, you know, I see people tweeting, you know, you're not crazy, the President of the United States had an affair, uh, unprotected sex with a porn star right after his son was born, he was married, Immediately you see the responses are from his base, and it's always, it goes back to Clinton with Monica Lewinsky. It goes all the way back to JFK and everything that JFK did. So it's almost like they're ready for it. You know what I mean? Like there's literally nothing that they can't defend that this guy is doing. Um, and so he's, uh, like, that's why I keep going back to the, you know, what could possibly bring this guy down? Except, as you said, unless something really sensational came out of this Russia probe, which so far we haven't really seen.
6: No. Yeah, I don't know what, what that thing is. I mean, the thing to remember about the, even the Russia probe is that uh, presidents are very unlikely to be tried in court, even if they're accused of crime. It'll be like a political trial, like an impeachment trial. And, and uh, you know, would Congress impeach him? I don't think Republicans, no matter what he did, would, would do that. Um, so I don't know what. I, I honestly don't know if he's... Take downable. which uh, is not a word obviously, um, you know, he has to be beaten in an election. That's, I think that will probably be the way it has to go.
1: Are you a girther, which is the, uh, the term for people <laughs> doubting that the president weighs uh, 200 and how much is it? 39 pounds. Neil deGrasse Tyson, um, the scientist, tweeted a picture of him today, said he just started working out. He's 6'2", 260 pounds, and next to the president, he looks svelte. So I, do you think do you think that's I, the the president's weight? And if it's not, how do they lie about that?
6: It, like that's the type of thing that I try to totally stay out of. Like <laughs> I have no I have no proof that it's false. A bunch of Obama people, like senior people in the Obama administration, um, were vouching very strongly for the doctor who was also Obama's doctor in office, so that he's a he's a stand up guy, straight shooter. Um, so I don't like. It, for me, it's like as a reporter, um, it, I saw some reporters engaging in that, and it's like. What's the upside for me? Like, I have no proof either way. Right. Um, so I try, to, I try to stick to, especially as someone who's sort of like a self-appointed fact checker, you know, I have to stick to facts and evidence or so something like that. Um, I don't think there's an upside in, in trying to fight, fight, that, fight that kind of battle.
1: <laughs> well handled. Uh, Daniel, we could talk to you for hours, but uh, sadly, we can't. Um, we're out of time. We've got to get to uh, uh, our quick uh, refresher, or actually, our crash course on South Korea from uh, our friend Craig. So, uh, Daniel, thanks for coming on with us,
6: buddy. Thanks for having me, guys. Take
1: care. Okay, he is Daniel Dale. He's the Washington correspondent for the Toronto Star. You can follow him on Twitter at D-Dale8. D-D-A-L-E-8.
2: Great follow. You're going to love it. I mean, even if you're a Trump supporter. I met a Trump supporter over the weekend, and she just came out and said, I'm a Trump supporter. We were just talking about Trump, and she just said, I'm a Trump supporter. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. And she said, well, I'm a capitalist. I said, Okay. That's why that may, might explain it all. Maybe everyone, everyone who likes him is just a capitalist. You could be a capitalist and and like other politicians too. But you should,
1: you should like people that are nice to people. Well, say.
2: well, you, it shouldn't just be about the person being a business person, I suppose. But you know what? I guess you can like whoever you want. It so, does make it interesting. It's nobody can deny that. But I love that SNL <laughs> sketch because it was like. <laughs> like Literally, nothing matters anymore. Not not one thing. Nothing else matters. Can't play that. We don't have that. Uh, so we've
1: got my friend Craig on the line. He uh, Craigers. Craigers, what's up, bud? How you doing, guys? Uh, So Craig and I, we've known each other for many years. How many times have you been to South Korea? Ah, three. Three, okay. So we are going to Pyeongchang. Jay and I are going to Pyeongchang. For, we'll be there for just a little over two weeks. We yep. have never been. So uh, what do we need to see? What do we need to do? What do we need to eat?
5: Right. All right. First, well, okay, we, we had talked privately, Dan. First, what to keep you two out of prison. That's yes, probably most thank important
2: you. Enough. That's probably the most important
5: thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, no, to be honest with you guys,
2: everything is pretty
5: much like, it's not a real police state. Like you won't see a lot of officers. I imagine like in Pyongyang where you'll be, it'll be a whole different scene just because of the Olympics, right? Correct.
2: Now we're not in Pyongyang. Yeah. We're in Pyeongchang. Yeah. Pyongyang is the capital of North Korea. And if we're there, Craig, (laughs) you're going to have to... Come help us, and that is more of a police state. Yeah, that could be a problem. <laughs> yeah, if that if we're in Pyongyang, Dan has done something horribly horrible. <laughs> We've taken wrong. a very wrong turn.
5: <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys are going to be fine. It's an amazing place. You're going to love it.
2: Okay, so what are
1: like what what will end you up in prison?
5: To be honest with you, the only thing that they really come down on is um, is drugs. Oh, and, wow. We and can't and go now. Craig. To, yeah, so I mean, yeah, you'll be all right. Yeah. No, no. To be honest with you guys, nothing. I mean, the, the, they drink. They drink until five in the morning. Ooh, and,
2: okay. Uh, tell us more. Like, that tell sounds us like more. you're in our wheelhouse now, Craigers.
5: Yeah, the, the city doesn't shut down, man. It's hilarious. It, 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 it'll go. It'll be nonstop till five in the morning, mate. And then all of a sudden, the streets are empty and a cleaning crew just comes, slides down the street, and just, like, resets the city for the next day again. Oh, it's Hilarious. just like
2: Disneyland, Craig. That's yeah. how Disneyland <laughs> is. <laughs> um, I didn't realize Seoul had 10 million people. That's, what, that's massive. I didn't realize it was that big.
5: Yeah, yeah, 10 million. What is that? I think it's 50, 51 million of all of Korea, which is huge, right?
2: And, and so for you, like, we know about uh, Gangnam, Gangnam Style. We know about that. Should, yeah. we, so is Gangnam, should we go there? Is
1: Gangnam like Beverly Hills or the opposite?
5: Yeah, see, I, no, yeah, it, it's kind of like um, it's like a fancy area in Seoul. Right. Yeah, and, and, and to be honest with you, I've, I, we, we're going there in March, as a matter of fact, we're staying there. Oh. But um, I've never been to this particular area. I was actually asking my wife about it the other day, and she was kind of giving me a little cold notes on what to expect, but, um, no, listen, you guys, you guys will make it to Seoul, I assume, right? Yes. yes. On
1: a, There's a high-speed train, one hour, 20 minutes from Pyeongchang.
2: Yeah, apparently it's a three-hour drive, but they put in this new uh, Japanese-style high-speed train, so it cuts the time in less than half. It's incredible.
5: Yeah, yeah, these bullet trains are insane. You know Uh, how they work, eh? I'm pretty sure they slow them down with magnets. They flip the magnets upside down, and it slows the train down that way.
2: Uh, Tulsi and I will be too drunk to you even gonna, comprehend oh, guess, any of that.
5: You, you, you can get wasted on the train. <laughs> oh, you're gonna love
2: it. So food, what yeah, what should we try? What, what, what's okay, safe okay. for us?
5: Yeah. So Korean barbecue is the obvious one, right? I all the stuff it. that you, you get here here in Toronto. Um, but street food is amazing. Grab any like you know like spicy chicken and all that stuff. But the one meal man that they don't have here or in any Korea towns, you know, in North America is duck galbi. you yep. got got and, and so the duck galby restaurants they serve like one meal with their different version of duck galby it's like a spicy chicken with cabbage they cook it in a big huge pot like right in the center of the table Ooh. and it's spicy and just amazing
2: duck galbi, duck galby you got it galby okay it so it's really not good. duck it's chicken it's chicken, yeah. Right, okay. I'll yeah, try that. Yeah. That sounds good. And what's, yeah. uh, what, what's
1: the bar situation like over there?
5: Amazing. Amazing. They're, they're, they're open, like I said, they're open all night, man. The thing about Korea is, is because there's no drug culture, the drinking is, is incredible. Like, the drinking is out of hand. <laughs> You've got to make US. up for it. Yeah, yeah, they really do. Like, yeah, they, they certainly get their buzz on one way or another.
1: Is this, um, I've heard in, like, uh, Japan, they have... Um Vending machines that have strange things in them. Is South yeah, Korea they, the they, same?
5: No, not at all. Okay. No, not at all. That's kind of a, a Japanese thing with, yeah, no, Korea is much more um, conservative. Oh, huh. okay. Yeah. The, the, their culture, I think, man, and mind you, I'm going to China in, in a couple, a month or so, but I haven't really been through China. But, but to be honest with you, Korea seems to me like the, the most similar to our way of life. Out of all the Asians. Hmm. You, you know what I mean? Like, you guys will, you guys will love it, man. It, it's just, uh, and, and Naughty bongs. you got to go to the singing rooms. That's something to do
2: for Oh, fun. yeah. We'll take the, so we'll take the whole cruise It's Just like there. karaoke?
5: It's karaoke, but it's, for them, it's like a massive pastime. Like, everybody does it. Okay, um, we have to go. Gotta, um,
1: and how long's the flight?
5: Oh, jeez. The like, flight. I think, what is it, 15 hours? Okay. That's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a long, it's long one. It's a good time one, for Craig. Jay
1: and I to bond. We just met.
2: so
5: That's right. Are you going Korean Air, though? Uh,
2: I believe we're going uh, on the Air Canada Dreamliner, uh, okay. where dreams come true, Craig. <laughs> Oh, you guys are gonna have a blast. Yeah. It's, well, it's gonna it's be a free lot. Booth, of... right?
5: It's free booze. A couple of pass outs, you're there. Yeah. No,
2: exactly. <laughs> a couple, a couple of pass outs. Of pass outs. Couple yeah. of passes. Exactly. Out. How how long's that flight? <laughs> three pass outs. <laughs> That's
5: right. That's how you judge
1: it. It's a three pass outer. <laughs> uh Craigers,
5: we really appreciate it, buddy. Oh guys, not a problem. I hope you have a great time. Thanks, uh,
1: Craig. We will we'll update you when we get back and I'll text you from over there because uh we just found out we can text from there.
2: Yes, Beautiful. well, we found out we can, te- we always knew we could text, but but through the bell, <laughs> the bell network. We right. We can keep our phones and our phone numbers. Yeah. Right. And yeah.
5: it's Pyongyang, right?
1: Yeah, Pyongyang. It's yes, not
2: Pyongyang. But we're not going to Pyongyang, Craig. Okay. Okay. Be safe. <laughs> See <ya. laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> all right, so we packed it all in. Wow, we did it. We pulled it off. Uh, Christoph. we did it. We missed one uh, video, but we'll do it next week. Yeah, we'll do the video yeah, next we got- week. And we've got, uh, who do we have on next week? We have someone on next week. Oh, uh, Steve Patterson. Yes. Yes. Our buddy Steve Patterson. He from was uh, on with Litibators. us in LA. Yeah. He came on with us in LA. He's going to come on. So that'll be great. So that'll be next week.
1: And uh, we're, we're going over tonight. to the TV studio to yeah. do a big interview with Maestro Fresh Wes.
2: Yeah. We're interviewing all the hip-hop luminaries. Let your backbone slide. Slide. Right. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that was my line. <laughs> Thanks for joining
1: us. We'll talk to you.
0: slip.
2: Let the rhythm rip.
1: We'll, we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.
0: They're going home.
2: The Jay and Dan Podcast, presented by Coors Light.